0: How's it going? I am Coco. And And this. Oopsie. Ah. Sorry. Um, Should we just roll with that one? We'll just keep the blooper. Okay. Just keep it. Keep it. Yep. That went great. All right. What's up? I'm Coco. I am Mike. (laughs) And this is Rockin' Vino, the podcast where we talk about music and wine and how the two can go so amazingly well together
1: you can find us all over your internets rockandvino.com at rockandvino on facebook on instagram on twitter you can find us on apple podcasts on stitcher on tunein at riffmagazine.com be sure to like and subscribe it makes it a lot easier to get the podcast and sub- uh, subscribe to the email list at rockandvino.com
0: rock and vino R-O-C-K-N-V-I-N-O.com.
1: you can find out when new who's coming up on new episodes you know fun music and wine related things all kinds of interesting stuff. All fun facts. Exactly. New episode every Tuesday posted to the aforementioned places. So <laughs> you, you know when to find us. You know where to find us. You have no excuses.
0: This is true. None. <laughs> Zero excuses. And another uh,
1: another fun guest this week.
0: Yeah, I'm actually really excited about um, our next guest, um, Jen Ledger of Skillet. Yes, best and known
1: for her work as... Drumist slash vocalist for Skillet.
0: That's right. And also now of her own band, lead singer of the band Ledger. Right.
1: Released her own uh, self-titled EP about a couple of months back and uh, has been hitting the road doing dual dual duty.
0: Which is That's just crazy. Exactly. I just can't even imagine.
1: Do, going out, doing your own show, running around as lead singer and then having to rest up, get everything back together and then go out and play drums for 90 minutes too
0: (laughs) that must be so weird for her to go from like sitting behind the drum kit and then now going to the front of the stage so um i know that you're going to talk about that in uh in the interview which is cool so i don't know just that whole dynamic of changing from back to front must be really intimidating i
1: would think so her her background is so unique Mm -hmm. uh born in the uk Came here at an early age to Wisconsin, of all places. The cheese state. The cheese state, (laughs) uh, I believe, for school. And uh, at one of her performances or rehearsals or something that was going on at the school, the band members of Skillet were there, uh, apparently saw her playing drums and said, hey, would you try out for our band?
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And the rest is history. It is. And I think she's a fantastic part of the band. I love her vocals. I think she's like... Um, I think she's awesome.
1: One of the hardest hitting drummers I've ever seen on stage. Like, yeah, if you've seen them live, you know real. that she absolutely pounds them.
0: <laughs> she does. She she's does not mess around.
1: Absolutely full of energy. But yeah, it's uh, cool to see her doing something totally different and releasing an EP.
0: Yeah, and being the front woman and kind of like letting her vocals show exactly, which is cool, and it and it's great because the band Skillet itself is very supportive of this solo project, and um, they're they're pretty involved in it on a on a side level, I exactly. guess, a little exactly, yeah, which is nice.
1: Should we bring in Jen?
0: Let's do it.
1: Let's do it, Jen uh, Ledger from Skillet and Ledger. Joining me now is a multi-talented vocalist and musician. You know her as the drummer of the platinum-selling rocker Skillet. Now she's forging her own path on her own solo project, the aptly named Ledger. She recently released a self-titled debut and is heading out on the road in support of it. Jen Ledger, thanks so much for taking the time.
2: Oh my goodness, thank you for having me. That was quite the intro. (laughs) made me
1: nervous. (laughs) So as I mentioned, the new EP is out now. Uh, it's a great collection of songs and a, a lot of people are f- most familiar with um, your work with Skillet as a drummer and, and vocalist. Um, when did you decide you wanted to tackle a solo project like this?
2: Yeah, it was probably about six years ago actually that I started to get that nudging. I was like we were, we've were, we been touring all over the world with Skillet. I've been a part of Skillet for 10 years and for anyone who's wondering, I'm not leaving the band. I'm just <laughs> kind of doing this side project and, and wanted to get into writing and Basically, I was just seeing how music was breaking boundaries. We were traveling from Japan to Australia to Europe, and these people that don't even speak English are, are, are speaking to us and sharing these stories of uh, of music changing their lives, or that you know they were feeling like they were wanted to give up, or one person's like I wanted to kill myself, but I heard your song and it saved my life. And the impact of music and the way that it break ba- breaks boundaries was just really. Honestly, eye-opening, and I was just seeing the power and influence of music uh, and the platform that I had as the drummer for Skillet, and I thought, why not not explore this? I I love music, and if I can also learn to, to write songs and share my own heart, share my own thoughts, I hope that it can be a powerful tool,
1: too, in in another way. Now, one of the things I love about the project is, in some ways, you kind of kept it in the skillet family, so to speak. I mean, you had um, your bandmates yeah. chipping in in as far as, you know, production or songwriting or, like, yes. vocally on Warrior. Did did it give you kind of an extra confidence having the support of your bandmates uh, when you were done, uh, <laughs> diving into this? I to, oh,
2: absolutely. I mean... You can imagine, like if you're in a band and one of your band members says they want to do something else too, that it could go either way. It could go like, "Why? What the heck? We, what, you know, are you not happy here? You know." And instead, when I shared my heart with the Cooper's and like I just see the power of music, I'd love to get into songwriting. And uh, they kind of just came full force behind me in support. They're like, "We get it. That's how they trained me." Um, and and what was really awesome about the project is. Not only have John and Corey trained me, like even as a drummer, they really took me under their wing as a musician. I was 18 years old, really green to everything. And they just helped raise me up in that. But they've also done the same with my songwriting and stepping out as a solo artist, too. And because they know me so well, um, Corey Cooper, she's the guitar player for Skillet and like my best friend. And she produced my EP because and because she knows all my influences, she knows what I love, what I hate. She she knows all of that. And so having her at my side helping me create this music was just extra thrilling because I'm not fighting with her on how I want the production to go. She knows me. She knows what I'm going to like and not like. And and it ended up being um, an incredibly unique sound that I felt like really represented me well. You know, it took some of my lighter and poppier influences but mixed it with the fact that You know, I've been a rock drummer for this touring rock band for 10 years now, and it's going to have that rock edge, but but it has a lot of, like, just all-round areas of me, the edgy side of me, the the, the side that grew up listening to the Beatles and and the Jimmy World as well as the girl that's been touring with Korn. And, you know, I I was just super impressed with the way that it all turned out, and it, it felt a little bit like a dream team, to have the full support of my band where I'm able now to open up the night with Ledger and then close out the night with Skillet. I mean, who gets to do that? It's like <laughs> one of the best things at once. <laughs>
1: um, I was going to say, for, for your first tour, you were pulling double duty. I mean, you were, you were opening a show with Ledger and then, like you said, finishing with Skillet. Uh, do you have to prepare differently for those shows? I mean, at the end of the night, are you, are you just drained?
2: <laughs> you can imagine, right? I mean, yeah, it was like... I think I thought I've been touring for 10 years, which is going to be like scary, but it's going to be, I'll be okay. Kind of a thing, man, that first night stepping out the ledger and being the person at the front, my knees were knocking. and Like (laughs) all of a sudden I'm like, what do I do with my arms and legs? You know, I was, I was terrified. I wasn't expecting it to feel so vulnerable. Um, I hadn't really wrapped my head around the fact that like, you know, I think because I've come out with Skillet, I've sung Hero out front and a few different songs, I think I just assumed it would feel like that, but but not having the security blanket of going back to the drums and having John Cooper carry the whole show, I mean, he's like the most incredible front man if you guys have ever seen him play, so entertaining, he's so funny. Um, so not having that person to, like, banter between the songs and, and make it not awkward, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is on me. Uh, if this is awkward, it's because of you, Jen, you know? <laughs> well, well, it was a bit of a shift of what, what hat I was wearing. So after a few shows, I started to really find my first being. Um, I do prepare differently. Like, the, the Ledger show, I just try to not look uncomfortable with my limbs and, like, <laughs> look like I belong. And by the end, I was really loving it. And whereas uh, with the skillet, basically I can just have it, I'm in the background, I feel free to do whatever I want and Mm -hmm. have a great time, whereas the ledger one, there's a bit more pressure on me to make sure that, you know, the fans have an excellent time and, and you engage them, you know, get them to their feet, get them involved, tell them about the song. so... It, it was stretching, but awesome and exciting all at the same time.
1: All right. Now, the first single, Not Dead Yet, was, uh, I believe it was born kind of out of a conversation you had with um, skillet guitarist Corey Cooper about some kind of anxiety issues you were, you were having at the time. How did that song come about for you?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, there was a, a season a few years ago where I basically started struggling with panic attacks. It was, I've never been through anything like that. I've had like the usual, oh, this makes me nervous type feelings, but But this was like a whole new season and it was dark and it sucked. It It was something I had to wrestle through. And after I got through that season, I thought, all right, surely you beat that now. Like once you've been through something that intense and come out the other side, you think, oh, great, I won. I'm done, you know. And it was about like a a year later, I was on stage with Skillet and I felt like those old feelings of panic start coming back into my heart. And I came off stage, and I felt so defeated. I basically went to Corey, and I just said, I can't believe that I felt that way after all these years of playing and wrestling through that season. uh, I can't believe I had that feeling again. And what if this is something that never goes away for me? And she just looked at me, and she said, then you fight, Jen. There's breath in your lungs until the day that you die fight and you do not let fear rob you of your own life and so that was kind of the the conversation that this whole song was it came out of it was that resolve in your heart that it's okay if you struggle and it's okay if you have imperfections and things in your life that that pop up and you have to fight through the one thing that you can't let happen though is you can't let them take you out and stop you from ever trying and for me that's kind of like what fear or panic attacks made me want to do made me think you can't do this you can't write your own music what are you thinking if you it made it made me feel defeated before i even ever began and the song not dead yet is basically about it's okay you know what maybe i'm not perfect and maybe this is something i'll have to fight again in my life but i'm not gonna let it hold me back and i'm not gonna let it stop me from taking these opportunities that are in front of me now
1: right now a lot of this album was written and recorded while you were on the road with skillet uh it was- was reading that you had to get a little creative sometimes with uh, with some of the recording yeah. process, uh, kind of based on where you were at at the time. So what was that like for you <laughs> recording that?
2: Uh, is it, honestly, it's pretty funny. Like, I'm used to being with Skillet, which is like this platinum-selling rock band, and we do like the biggest studios with the amazing producers, and, and whereas. Ledger, we did like in the back lounge of a bus in disgusting, (laughs) grungy dressing rooms. Um, Like sometimes we're trying to record stuff and we have to wait because line checks start. So we're like, (laughs) every time the guitar stops playing, we quickly record a line. And and there's some pretty funny footage of me because there was one night we needed to get the uh, vocals in for the song Ruins. And uh, we were in a hotel. It's ten thirty at night or so, so I know I can't sing without waking up the guests at the hotel, and they're going to complain about it. <laughs> so basically, I just makeshift my own vocal booth out of a chair. I like surround my head in pillows on this disgusting couch in a hotel. So who knows who's sitting? Has been sitting on that. And I'm like, well, gotta do what you gotta do. So it was basically Legend like the unglam version of what do you think that a rock band looks like when they're recording their album? I'm like, you know what though? It was freaking fun. And it was really, really exciting because, you know, it felt more freeing. Like we're not spending a ton of money in this studio right now where if I don't get my drums right in the first few takes, you know, time is money. Whereas this, it was like, Hey, try this. Or, now let's try this. What do you think about it? it was It was actually really freeing because we got to do stuff without all the pressure on us, uh, but, man, it was pretty funny and, and really unglam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so now that you have some of the touring under your belt, uh, where do you want to go next from here? Do you want to get back on the road more? Do you want to get back in the studio and record more material? So wh- what does the future for this project hold for you?
2: Honestly, everything, all of the above. That sounds awesome. I <laughs> feel like I started to really find my feet at the end of that tour and, like, was really loving and playing. Um, so I really, I'm super excited to get back out on the road. On the other hand, though, I have a ton more songs that, you know, we released this EP with just six songs, kind of see how it goes. And I've got all these other songs that we had a hard time kicking in between to put, like, which six do we put on here, you know? And so the idea of actually finishing them up and getting them out for the fans to hear, I'm like, I'm pretty excited about that, too. So I kind of just have to, like, do everything at once, I think. We're definitely starting to... Try and get those songs done. Try and get this full-length EP, uh, sorry, the full-length LP, out. Hopefully within the next, you know, eight months. Uh, and on top of that, we're also looking at different touring options. And I'm hoping that I can do more, where I'm opening up the night of Skillet so that I can do both bands because, let's face it, that's really fun, and I wouldn't mind doing more of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent. Well, the Ledger EP is available out now get it on any of the uh, the streaming or iTunes uh, anywhere music's available and look out for the band hopefully coming to a city uh, to a city near you soon. J- Jen Ledger, thanks so much for taking the time.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, that was a great great interview, Mike. Good job. <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs> it's uh interesting to hear her perspective on how a lot of the songs came out and kind of you know, her Thoughts on things.
0: It is. And, you know, it's really interesting with her, um, with her first single, I'm not dead yet off of, off of the EP and just talking about how that came about, talking about her anxiety and just kind of, that's kind of really um, top of mind these days. Right. Exactly. So, um, so I think that's really great timing for her to kind of release this and kind of discuss that and have a song about that. And And it really does like hit home. It's just, you know, you're not dead yet. And you can overcome it, and I think that's fantastic.
1: It's amazing that it's uh, it, it can sort of strike anyone. I mean, yeah, she's playing drums for a huge touring band, and still has has this uh, has this thing strike her. And so, yeah, it, it can happen to anybody. So it, <laughs> it inspiring story of overcoming it.
0: It is, yeah. And I, I really like her new album. I think it's great, or the new EP, I should say. Um, lots of really, really good songs. Do you have a favorite, Mike?
1: I do have a favorite. Yeah. I like Iconic.
0: Oh, that's my favorite, good, too.
1: Good straight-ahead, upbeat rock song. I like yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I like that one, too. It's it's a good jam, and it's um, the closing track.
1: That's correct.
0: correct? Yeah. Super good. And, um, and so she's been playing with Skillet um, for how long now? How long Ooh, how long have they been a band? Tw-
1: they've been a band a long time like right? back into the 90s she mm-hmm. joined in i think 2010 was when she joined their their original drummer retired of all things okay and uh yeah she jumped in and then they kind of more prominently took on the dual vocal thing mm-hmm. and when when she jumped in
0: i feel like their voices really complement each other i agree yeah and um and the leads and on one of her songs um which song is it? Warrior. In? Warrior, right. So John Cooper, the lead singer of Skillet, has a little part in that as well. Yeah,
1: they, so. I think that's probably the most Skillet-feeling song, I mean, for obvious obvious reasons, but right. it's probably the most Skillet-feeling song of, of the six.
0: Yeah, yeah. But she was very sweet. She she was so sweet. So if, whenever they come around, I don't know when they're going to be coming around, but if Ledger ever does come around, I definitely am going to go to that show and support her.
1: Now, my first live exposure to Skillet was Aftershock in, I yeah. believe it was 2013 they played.
0: Yeah, I think it was 2013.
1: Which, if I'm not mistaken, was the hottest of the Aftershocks.
0: <laughs> um, was that the one where we like were walking around with like makeshift masks ac- across our faces? I'm pretty sure it there was. there was just so much dust.
1: Dust and heat and just stickiness. <laughs> my, my favorite part uh, that just kind of sums up how hot it was is... John Cooper, lead singer of Skillet, mm-hmm. would perform in kind of this like dress shirt and tie kind of thing. And halfway through his set, he walks between songs. He walks over to the side of the stage and like wrings out the sweat out of his tie. Oh my like, God. Oh,
0: oh <laughs> out of no. his tie! Out
1: of his tie! Oh, like,
0: you know it's hot when it yeah. when your sweat <laughs> goes into your tie. <laughs> But yeah, that was hot. I mean, it gets hot in Sacramento, man.
1: Hence the October move, which I was all in favor of.
0: I agree. That was a smart, smart move. But I'm super excited for Aftershock this year. It's going to be so much fun.
1: Speaking of Aftershock in October, it is upcoming this 13th 13th and 14th of October. That's right. At Discovery Park.
0: Yes. Thankfully at Discovery Park, not at that other place. Unmentionable.
1: Was it Gibson, Gibson Ranch? It was Gibson
0: oh. Ranch. Yeah, that. Oh. But I evidently. So So the first day, they just really did not figure out the parking situation. Have we told the story of
1: Gibson Ranch? I don't think we have. I don't think so. Oh.
0: All they need to know is that the parking situation was horrendous. And literally, you were in a parking lot while trying to get into the parking lot the whole way. I,
1: if and, I remember right, it was a one lane road yeah. that opened up into about six or seven different lanes for parking. But for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. they were only using, like, two of them. Right. It was horrible. it took so long.
0: And we missed some bands that I really wanted to see. Mm -hmm. I was so bummed.
1: Yeah, I I liked Gibson Ranch as a venue. It was very comfortable as a venue. But back to Discovery Park, where it works best. It makes sense there.
0: It does. However, they did get rid of the parking lot essentially across the street, which is now oh, a building. That's, that's right. And so now you have to walk farther down into this that. like industrial business parking lot. And I mean, whatever, it works, it works. But if you can carpool people, okay.
1: My favorite part of that last year was people sort of getting used to that parking situation. and just like <laughs> making it up as they went along. Like this is going to be a parking spot now.
0: Yes, I, I mean I did that. that yeah. I definitely did that. I'm like, is this okay? I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. Because what are they gonna do? They're not gonna kick me out.
1: Exactly. They're gonna come find you. The-
0: <laughs> Put a note on my car, right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But they do offer a shuttle, which is great. That's right. At aftershock, um, I think it takes like 15 or 20 minutes for the shuttle to get from point a to point b 15 bucks or 30 bucks for the whole weekend so not bad yeah, and a
1: big big lineup this year well one of their biggest lineups i think uh yeah
0: it's a pretty legit lineup i'm i'm stoked who who are you excited for
1: uh oh let's. Uh, there's so many names i want to see shine down of course shine down such oh, amazing live performers
0: they really are one of my favorites
1: uh, oh let's see i can't see the lineup let me look <laughs>
0: Well, on Saturday, it's um, Deftones, Godsmack, Down are the main headliners. Jonathan Davis is featuring his solo project. Seven Dust is get I mean, they're always, always, always amazing. Um, asking Alexandria, Under Oath. Um, who else am I excited about? Monster Magnet. I don't know. I just feel like they'd be fun. Oh, definitely. Bad Wolves. Bad Wolves. Love them.
1: Good. Uh, Sunday, Dorothy starting off the day.
0: Is she starting off the day? She's
1: very early. I don't know if she's actually starting, but she's she, good. She's early on. She's good.
0: I like her. Um, they definitely put on a good show, and her voice is just ridiculously phenomenal. I am super excited for, and I know that I've said this before, but the Fever three three three.
1: That's right.
0: Super super stoked on them. Um, Bullet for my Valentine. Oh, I am in love with their new album Gravity. Is it love good? it. I like cannot stop listening to it. I love it. Nice. Love it. Yeah. So let's see. Who else? System of a Down, Incubus. We just saw Incubus at Bottle Rock. That's right. Incubus you know, that getting around. Ago. They are. I don't even know. Are they promoting anything new?
1: I don't think so. I
0: don't think so either. Maybe a greatest
1: hits? I'm not really sure. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I actually don't getting, know. Just the
0: getting that. their feet wet again, I exactly. guess. Exactly.
1: Right? Uh,
0: Allison Chains. I've actually I've never seen Allison Chains with, well, I guess he's not new anymore, but you know, he's not lame.
1: I don't remember his name.
0: The new guy? The new guy. I don't know his name either. Hey, new guy. I just, when I just think of Allison Chains, I just think of Lane Staley. Exactly. So.
1: <laughs> and the big one, you mentioned it before, uh, so much attention to this festival going to System of a Down. I think they're only playing like four dates or four I, U.S. Yeah. dates. One of them in Sacramento. So that'll right. be big.
0: That'll be, oh my God, huge. Because anytime you go to a show, anytime, like System of a Down is what they play to get the crowd amped up. And the crowd, like, that is the only band, essentially. And there's a few different songs that mm-hmm. they play that they kind of play in rotation at the at whatever show it is. But whatever, whenever they play system, the System of a Down song, the crowd goes apeshit and they sing along as if the band is there. Oh,
1: completely. It's just so... They- there's parts of those songs that are just so instantly recognizable that you yeah. just as soon as you hear the first two notes, you're like, "I know what this is
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know that you're you're in for a good time if they play a system of a down right before the band comes on
1: now i've heard I've heard differing reasons as to why they are not recording and touring yeah. and it's i I want to say that it's surge that doesn't isn't fully on board and the rest of the guys are but he'll play some shows or, Really? I, I'm, yeah I'm, i mean i guess there's some varying levels as to uh who wants to jump in and uh and do the touring thing
0: well i mean it's interesting cuz like darian has his own thing as well with right. scars on broadway but they're not really doing much i don't think either i
1: think they just announced a couple shows too
0: did they okay
1: could have been just like an L.A. thing or something like
0: that. Right. I oh, I guess actually, <laughs> insert foot in my mouth, I guess they really just recently played and covered two System of a Down songs in L.A. Interesting. Scars on Broadway covers two System of a Down songs live.
1: They're plotting their comeback along with System of a Down, to compete with System of a Down. I
0: mean, <laughs> I guess. Just getting everybody amped. Exactly. Like, this is what's coming at you. All right. But yeah, Aftershock, I'm super stoked on that. Um, they're going to have the Caduceus Wine Cellars again, right. I'm sure. So that's brought to us by Maynard James Keenan, lead singer of many bands, Perfect Circle, Tool. If, if all goes well, <laughs> we
1: may be talking a bit more about that soon. But
0: yeah, more about that later. If all goes well, Rock <laughs> and Vino, right? <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited for Aftershock and many other. Awesome. Awesomeness to come. All of the things.
1: I I think that's really the festival that kind of closes out the festival season, at least in this area.
0: For sure.
1: It starts so early now. I I, I think Bottle Rock opens it and Aftershock closes it, even though there's festivals all over now. But those are like the, the, the tent poles on each side for me.
0: For me as well, I agree. And then there's all these little ones in between, and then of course all there's there's a bunch of little um, like in town music series that right. go on, which is great. You know, downtown Hillsburg has music. Downtown Santa Rosa with the Wednesday night market, um, tons of wineries um, have music series. Long Meadow Ranch does a bluegrass one, so lots of really great music and wine all over.
1: Though it's it's terrifying to say this in August, but. We hit the Christmas shows soon.
0: Oh. <laughs> Dreading Christmas, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever. As long as there's shows, I don't care what time of the year. Exactly. It
1: is. Just more shows. The more shows, the better.
0: Exactly. But we are approaching Rocktober.
1: That's right. So the month of Rocktober. The
0: month of Rocktober, though. So we'll see. There, there should be some good stuff coming up in October.
1: Of which uh, inhabits. Future Rock and Vino guest Meg Myers.
0: That's right.
1: Mid October at August Hall.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Which I have not seen yet.
0: I, That's brand new.
1: I've only seen photos of it. And it looks amazing.
0: I'm. Where exactly in the city is that?
1: It is the old Ruby Sky.
0: Oh, I can't, really?
1: I can't speak like I know what it is because I was never, uh, I never, never went to, went Ruby, to Sky. Ruby Sky. I just know it was a thing.
0: August Hall. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, and I'm excited for Meg Myers. I like her new album yes. as well. She's another awesome lady who kind of just rocks out. I mean, if you've ever seen Meg Myers live, whether it's live in person or watched her concert on YouTube,
1: I highly recommend. it. I
0: highly recommend. She just does not. She just goes for it. She just gets in this. She's like, um, she's like taken over by the spirit. I was
1: gonna say, I, it, she's just in another world. You, you just, she watch, is. you just watch your eyes. You're like. She's feeling it.
0: She kind of reminds me a little tiny, tiny bit of like Fiona Apple.
1: Yeah, like an aggro version.
0: Like an aggro version. <laughs> yes. Yes. Not like a feeble little exactly. version. Like an exactly. aggro, like I'm going to get you version. Exactly. Fiona Apple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. All right. Well, um, awesome job with the Jen Ledger interview. And I love her new EP, self-titled Ledger. And yeah, um, Lots of good shows coming up with some good music and good wine.
1: Good wine and good music. Can't beat that. Be <laughs>
0: that's right. So thanks for tuning in to Rock and Vino. Don't forget to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. And to check us out online at rockinvino.com. And of course, across all social medias, um, R-O-C-K-N-V-I-N-O. Good night, everybody. <laughs> thanks for listening.